0: Welcome, four welcomes, because it's our 20th birthday. This is our 20th uh, podcast episode. So, thank you for tuning in. And from the first podcast, we had a lot of requests for a specific person, and we've finally got him on the podcast this week. It's Mr. Mike Skinner. I'm going to tell you more about that, but I'm going to have some sponsors first quickly. And don't be fast forwarding the sponsors because it helps us out. You're getting the whole podcast for free. Just chill for a couple of seconds, and we'll get these podcasts, these sponsors out of the way. W- one of them is Speech Development records. That's my label. If you're listening to this, you should probably be aware of speech development. And what I'd challenge you to do, in fact, if you're not, is to go and listen to one artist from speech development that isn't me. So choose either Sage Francis or B. Dolan or Warren Peace or or Giacomo Brown, any you fancy, just listen to one track from them on YouTube. Um, or wherever and see what you think and if you like it head to speech of dot and buy some stuff it supports the podcast and it helps us in general and supports independent music but next up is a sponsor who we wouldn't have that website if it wasn't for them so next up is squarespace.com um delighted to have them on supporting the podcast because i used them myself i built the speech development website i built scrubiuspip.co.uk and all of the channels that come out of it um with squarespace.com um it's basically a website that and a tool that just allows you really easy drag and drop techniques to build an amazing a uh, website they've got lo- loads of bu- beautiful different templates to work from um they've got 24 hour uh support over a live chat or email um And yeah, I just, I had no experience at all in building a website, but the previous website I had was kind of clunky and it was pretty, but the navigation was really inaccessible, if I'm honest. I was kind of a dick about it. I kind of built this very, or the guy who built it it for me, on my spec, it's not his fault. We made it pretty inaccessible, but I decided I needed a new one and I went on Squarespace because I heard about them on another podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. And yeah, I loved it. And I loved the fact that it, adapted for for phones as well so i built it on my laptop but automatically i didn't have to build anything separate it automatically transfers that template to to fit for smartphones so and that's key you know when you're doing anything these days particularly like if you want a web store it's got a free online web store that you have when you build with uh with squarespace and that's key because people are only only using things on their, their phones these days man um so, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. The advantage even, oh, sorry, it's, it's, it's $8 a month or whatever that translates as, and you get a free domain name if you buy uh, a year with Squarespace.com. But even better than that, just because you listen to this podcast and just because you didn't fast f- forward through the sponsors, you get 10% off your first purchase um, if you enter the offer code PIP, P-I-P, Um and that also lets them know that you you found them through this distraction pieces podcast. So hopefully you'll fancy going and doing that and supporting the show. Um, you know whether you're um, a photographer, maybe a filmmaker, uh, a, a plumber. Uh, uh, I've seen I've, I've I've moved recently and I've looked on a lot of websites for for carpenters and plumbers and builders, and they have been you know almost bar none they've been appalling they've been ugly really clunky hard to work things get on squarespace.com it's really easy to build a really slick and beautiful and professional looking website so yeah use the code pip to get 10% off and we thank squarespace for their support of the distraction pieces podcast um but yeah on to this week's guest it's mike skinner who i hadn't met ever until this moment um So it was a really exciting one uh, 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 for me. A a lot of you had been requesting it. So I put some feelers out on certain channels and here we are, we sit down and have a good old chat about everything. Um, I won't even tell you what we chat about because you can just listen to that now. So enjoy the podcast. I'll be back at the end with big news about next week's double podcast. There's two guests next week, not in one go, like we're doing two different days. We've never done that. But, you know, we turn 21 next week and 21's a scary age, man, because you're a grown up. So we thought we'd do something special. But anyway, this is Mike Skinner on the Distraction Pieces podcast. <laughs>
1: Every conversation, either, <laughs> this is my point, is that every conversation leads to religion and Hitler yeah. and back to studio acoustics. Yeah, particularly internet
0: conversations. <laughs> it's always a way. Well, I've, I've, I've started rolling and I'm drawing a, a by Mike Skinner. Thank you for, for sitting down yeah. and agreeing to, to, to have a, a chat. It's been great. As, as soon as I started doing these, I started asking people who they'd like, and you were one of the names that came up a lot. So so I'm you should sure read that exactly in a, what they wanted. You
1: can read that in many ways either that uh, it's a popular choice or the, in the reverse. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's just stick with it being a popular choice. Okay, that's the, okay. that's the comfortable angle there. Um, and no
1: there's there's a there's a name in economics I can't remember what it is <laughs> where it's like a, it's like it seems like the evidence is pointing in one direction but actually uh you're just affirming the negative. I'm going to look it up.
0: Good. I hope it's not there. It I on, hope everyone's not going to be furious now, post. now we're we're sitting down and talking. I've I've, I wish I've I even loved did my yellow Facebook. pelly case for no reason. <laughs>
1: Yeah I I do, I do I do think like sonically your your uh, your podcast does sound good but I feel like you don't need to be carrying uh, <laughs> the amount of the kit ma- what I get, about with what, as I said to you when 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 we first um um bumped into each bumped into each other when we first connected earlier yeah. and I saw that you had a massive yellow pelly case uh I said to you your um you remind me of me. I am always carrying yellow Pellies but I have to say, my yellow Pellies have got way more stuff in them. Like, yeah. I've
0: padded it out. You've, you've got a lot of padding, an
1: and if it's essentially you are recording stereo, you are recording yeah. two microphones. Yeah. Um, well, I must add. Yeah, sure. Um, you could get a really good converter. Yeah. Same microphones, iPhone. It's good. I worry. Uh,
0: originally, I was, I was going. I mean, the fact is, I got all this because I thought I don't want to have to rely on a laptop. Yeah. Yet on no, my no, back yeah. was my laptop that whole yeah. time. So <laughs> I've kind of I've prepared
1: all this to not have to have that, but it's still there because I don't yeah. feel
0: comfortable n- n- not having it with me.
1: I I def- I I, uh, I DJ a lot, and um, I I come from a culture of uh playing at Glasgow Barrowlands, and not, you know, wanting as least amount of laptops on stage as yeah. possible because uh because where i used to perform uh, it everything got soaked in beer yeah everything absolutely everything yeah, so that's kind of not so laptops and now i'm djing a lot and everyone's djing on like serato and stuff i'm just i'm just refuse to have a laptop it's risky uh, man so i i'm, I'm on the
0: usb's uh, some of the best dj sets i've ever seen have been on serato yet some of the most nervous just before DJ sets I've ever seen have been <laughs> yeah, yeah. guys trying to set oh, up and something yeah. not being quite right or playing backwards. Three, and them like three in the morning. Yeah. The three in the
1: morning, like in like, um, Nottingham or, you know, Leeds. And it's just like, man, uh, and there's a guy and he's just like unplugging all the decks. It's, it's, it's like, you know, and I'm I, I'm essentially a sound engineer, and um, I don't want to be unplugging and plugging a mixer in at three in the morning. No. Um, it's not fun. With the potential that everything will go off for a thousand people.
0: Yeah, and and you're left there as your computer <laughs> is booting up. Going, no, yeah, no, in a minute, in a minute, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, I can't just press
1: play. That would be a lovely option. One USB in each pocket, you know. The future. I spoke. I spoke. I spoke to Benger actually, and he was like, uh, "He he was saying he's he's done like Europe. Yeah. uh, Pair of headphones, USBs. It's amazing. Nothing else. Like shirt on his back. Yeah. Last flight to sort of Germany, gig, and then first flight out. No hotel. Yeah. No bag. I love it. Straight in. Straight yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> essentially, it's quite extreme. I've never tried
0: a, it. I'm going to try a last it. Last training and, and first homing in back in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Feel that. I'm t- typically to my over over carrying. When I DJ, I have the the biggest CD wallet you've ever seen. Yeah, in well, your that's life, Which essentially I should just be using a USB sticks if I'm well. No, if I'm on because CDJs you can anyway. actually
1: you can say well. um You just you know when anyone says anything, just say well, DJ EZ, you know. Best, yeah. best DJ yeah, 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 probably yeah. In, in, well, certainly in the country. Yeah. CD Wallet. Yeah. CDJ 1000s. Yeah. Best DJ. I had, uh,
0: I had I'm had i going to name and shame. I had, I had one of the members of Madness come a DJ at my club night once. Yeah. And he came up, he turned up with a similar kind of cutting down of what you need, but yeah. with two two burnt CDs. And that, and, and that was it. And then he this is harsh now but he, he needed us to, to press play for him because he was like I'm not really sure how CDJ's and that works is that like, um, right D- so. David
1: Rodigan wow Ram Jam yeah uh, Sheffield w- same w- one thing one of the best I've ever seen yeah, yeah I mean incredi- incredible uh, played played with him a few times um, and yeah he got so I mean he goes out there he's like goes ham on the stage yeah. jumping about and at one point, I think I was standing, we were sort of behind the decks, so it was like uh, Randall, me and uh, Shy FX probably. And we were sort of standing there and, and uh, he was like, he pointed to like Randall, you know, like the pioneer of drum and bass. And he's just like, can you just press play on the next tune? Like, <laughs> it's just like, so like, you know, can you just DJ for me? I'm just, I'm too busy, like just going ham to these kids. There's millions of, of, of Rodigan stories. For one of the favourites I ever heard, he was playing
0: in some... Huge sound clash in in in, in Kingston, um a, a j- Jamaican not upon Thames. Um <laughs> and he's playing some he's, it's going well and he he notices this guy Tiny, who's apparently Wyclef's a bodyguard, yeah. ironically called Tiny, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and he says, Have you got a minute? And and Rodigan's like, Well, I'm on stage, I'm DJing, yeah, 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 yeah. but he goes, he puts on something long and tells the guy next to him, if yeah. it stops, can you press play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes backstage and Wyclef's there and he's done a dub plate of his latest single that's just gone to number one all around the world, yeah. specifically about about Rodigan and specifically about that venue. Yeah, yeah. And he literally just has the best tool to ever win the yeah. sound <laughs> He just yeah. goes out and
1: plays that and uh well, I it's mean, game over. Yeah, I think... Um clashes i mean the, the red bull thing i i mean i knew they were i knew um. they were going to do it um just because um they they're just very versatile i've seen them play many different places and yeah. um but i mean it's such a weird thing it's like it's almost like in order to get those 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 like um you know, those like one off personalized weapons. Yeah. You you've you've got to be um it's like a self fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to be a Don already. Yeah. Or else you're not gonna be able to get all those people Completely. to I've, do you there. I've um... heard numerous people say uh, and Rodigan being one of them recently. I mean saying it's like it's be... like the it's like the it's like the wealth gap. You yeah. know the widening yeah, you know yeah, the, the Jamaican yeah. d- the Jamaican compete. sound clash widening wealth gap. You yeah. Know? Where's like, the opportunities it, for
0: the it, I said I've been saying that they should that there should be a time limit on 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 your dubs because because Rodden was was saying he's got stuff from people who are dead so no one can ever ever yeah, beat yeah, that yeah. real legends it's like it feels unfair it feels like he is just widening that gap because it's like so, so Rodden is, is, is the
1: is the is the David Cameron of uh, of uh... he is how must he feel oh he must be distraught um, he's an Etonian practically
0: an Etonian in the, in in the, in the world of sound clashes yeah. and dub plates. so were you big on the club scene growing up in, in you grew up in, in Birmingham right and then moved yeah. to uh, Yeah I well, was so uh, born in London. Barnet so yeah.
1: um my uh, yeah my like my family were in Barnet so so all my holidays a lot of my holidays were um in Barnet but um but yeah I, I grew up in we moved to Birmingham uh when I started school Yeah
0: hmm. and you enjoy it, it, Enjoy that. I I, I lived in, in Wolverhampton for a bit, and Birmingham was the place to go to because of custard Factory and things like that. And yeah. It just it had that 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 club scene. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Did that was that something you instantly got drawn into, and did that influence you? uh wanting to make music? And,
1: um, and I, I think it was. Uh, I think it sort of gave me quite a. a I had, I've always had quite an odd relationship with uh, with with black music, with Jamaican music because it was so... Um, Mr Hudson, actually, I was actually talking to him in this very room about a week ago, and he's from Hansworth Wood, which is like a sort of nice bit next to a really um, naughty bit. Yeah. And um, and that's, that's in Birmingham. And um, it's a similar sort of... I don't know, it's like a... I think what you sort of what you fear becomes the thing that you really that really pulls you in. Yeah. And it was definitely like a, a fear thing for me. Yeah. And um and actually uh being close with a lot of a lot well, Jamaicans actually I mean Grime was uh was quite African. Like Grime, he was a lot of sort of Ghanaians and Nigerians and stuff like that. But before that it was, you know, Music was was Jamaican uh, in this country mainly, which is what separated it from the American sound. Yeah. But um, but if you speak to if you speak to people from London, you speak to people from Manchester. A lot of them sort of feel like Birmingham is quite unique, really, in that it in its sort of in its. quite a a sad it's got quite a sad negativity to it I think right now yeah I'm talking about um, black on black culture right Um, because Manchester's sort of got its own thing because it's far enough away from London I mean I say musically I'm talking about like MC culture yeah and and club culture Um, so if you you know if you speak to like Dizzy or Kano or Skepta about their experience of Birmingham it's pretty you know we, we grew up thinking London was like wow London's mad like London's I mean like this is like this is kind of kind of like scary where we are like London just must be just like a you know, mental yeah. But as um, soon, soon as I got to London uh, it's just so busy it's like the safe it's like one of the safest places you can be yeah. you know Exactly. There's never not loads of people You're about really, never oh, Yeah, did.
0: that's it. You're really on your own. You're really secluded. There's yeah. really a, a I mean, it's only m-
1: you maybe like up in North West or if you start going into South London, it gets like quite quiet and you can get sort of caught out at night. But really... And that's changing a lot with South now anyway. Yeah, the way yeah, there's, yeah. there's There's so
0: much building there and going on there and kind of yeah. culturally changing.
1: Yeah. For, um, for better
0: or for worse
1: yeah um but yeah no i th- i think i think uh, i think i mean I think it's all hopefully it's all changing I mean we say like calm is the new hype yeah and it it, it is it is um like Oscar, a kid that I manage, he's from Tottenham, and tottenham's uh feels really different now yeah. to to what it did um like before the riots, really um you know, I mean Oscar and all his mates they're like they're just like. They're lovely, do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. like I hang, you know, been out there, and and, and you know this the, the grime revival is completely different. Yeah, uh, it's a completely different feeling to what it was. Why? What well, feel, what's the most every, Everyone's everyone's part of Boy Better Know, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Whereas before, yeah. everyone had their own thing, yeah. and no one wanted to be on the same tune with anyone else. Yeah. Now it's like sort of become grime incorporated. Yeah. With sort of JME. At the you know and jammer at the very centre, um. So everyone gets on. Um, you See, that's got to be ju- that's just a huge
0: difference in itself. Yeah. the fact that everyone seems to be yeah on the same page. I mean, rather you, you, than everyone, you know, these. I mean, yeah, they were like.
1: You're talking about like I mean they were like sixteen you know, yeah fifteen sixteen when it happened the first time yeah, of D- dizzy and all that lot. Uh, it was i mean it was crazy i mean you know you can see it all on youtube um uh and it was also i mean i i didn't I, you know i didn't go like sidewinder or anything like that um but i was i was sort of coming into i was sort of doing my thing and i was doing a lot of remixes and stuff but uh there wasn't really um you know there has to be a sort. Of, there has to be some sort. Someone has to organise um, a musical genre. There has to be a, a like a work ethic. Uh, people have to sort of want it to happen. They have to, you know, they have to um, connect with 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 the. Uh, I guess like industrial side of, maybe less so now. But I yeah. mean, you know, you have to sort of turn up to gigs. You yeah, know, yeah. if you want to get paid, um, you have to. Sort of put songs together and sort of maybe promote them and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not com- it's not a complete free for all. You know, you, uh, and 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 if you look at the most successful musicians and know them, they are um, they you know focused. You know that they, they know they know like it's, what they want to do. It's the nature of,
0: of the industry now of how how much has become just doable on your own I guess or accessible on your own it therefore means people realise quite quickly that you need to have a bit of a business head about you yeah if you want to kind of survive in that kind of industry there's not the big there's not as much chance of the big labels just throwing you a lifeline and doing it all for you now as there was in the past so yeah
1: perhaps in like the I don't know 70s but I mean you're talking about a handful of people in the 70s and 80s yeah that were able to be completely bonkers yeah And sort of rock stars Um, You don't really hear about the hundreds
0: and thousands of bands Who were completely bonkers and rock stars And failed miserably and now (laughs) work in accounting Yeah,
1: or or died maybe, you know
0: Yeah, there's that too
1: So, no, I mean, um, yeah I think really like the difference um, now is um, People are just very much more aware In grime, I'm talking about yeah. um of uh, what they need to do yeah and and they and also as well like i remember um, cuz i used to do a lot of like i said we used to do a lot of remixes of street stuff with with mcs just yeah. just to sort of be just to sort of be around them really uh but it was like it used to be like if you did a song with some if i did a song with you now um there would have to be a conversation about uh some sort of publishing split yeah. um, paper you know uh, lawyer. I mean lawyers you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and a contract you yeah. know and usually a buyout of something would be some would be the your label or my label yeah but the actually the- I think the great thing about sort of or well, the one I guess positive from the the collapse of uh, CDs and recorded music and stuff finance you know the financial collapse if you like um, is that um we we would just do a tune now, we'd put it on, you know, your SoundCloud yeah. and go about our business and, and really what everyone wants is is to get something really happening on SoundCloud and maybe I don't know, get get Zane to play yeah, it or whatever yeah. and then and then and then hopefully both of our you know, you can go out on tour and you can play that song and people will know it and it's that a bit more simple and direct. It's isn't it? completely I remember simple, d- yeah. Even and the amount of tunes I've done with people and it's just like nothing's come of it. And yeah. it just sits on someone's hard drive. Yeah and you just get on with something else. Whereas
0: now it's there. Like on on my on the first proper release I I did on my label, I always remember I put my album out and it was literally 4 months down the line I got contact from someone's lawyer yeah. who didn't know the album was out yet saying, yeah. "So here's what we need to make this deal work and all that and you can't put this on the on the sleeve <laughs> and this on that." It's like yeah. that's all well and good, but <laughs> it's out. Like you need to like in in the world these days, yeah. it's, there's not 4 or 5 months to yeah. negotiate back yeah. and forth it's there and it's done so yeah that's kind of nice though so, so how was that in like um i guess it was early early 2000s but b- because it, it felt that you definitely had your own kind of thing your own sound and scene going on but you were definitely embraced by the grime world as well but because of a lot of the remixes i remember on on a lot of the the the, the grime music channels and that at that point the remixes would be getting as much love as 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 the originals kind of thing because you'd have so many good mcs on there and so many
1: yeah well i mean i was just yeah i mean um it was a lot to do with well it was a lot to do with just wanting to do it but but sort of you know i i became successful really uh not in that world uh i mean i mean the pirates played like has it come to this a bit? Yeah. But it wasn't like a. It didn't come from that scene really. I mean, I was signed to Lockton, who were a garage label. But um, there's always a lot of. Uh, it's really about where you, you, you know, where you where you place yourself. It's not where people um, adopt you. You know. So I mean, I wanted to be adopted by people in Birmingham. Really, yep. that, uh, that sort of the sort of people that I hung out with. I wanted to be adopted by them, and and that didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, there was um, a load of people right near where we are now. Really, um, yeah. that said, oh, this is this is interesting. You know, this is this you know, this is interesting music. You know, and like the NME and stuff like that. Really, yeah. that's sort of where it started. And then, and really, the the um, my reaction to that was like, Oh my god, like uh I I want I really want MCs to to like it or people that are into it, you know. So so we just spent a long time sort of you know connecting with that world and, and like people like Chantel Fiddy, who's like a legend, uh in sort of behind the scenes yeah. really. Um we just worked for a long time really and, and it's not that hard, you know, if you're into something, it's not that hard to see that that Dizzy's amazing, to see that Kano's amazing, to see, you know, b- before yeah. before it sort of happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, Because of if you're enthusiastic, you know, if you're into metal, you know what the the yeah. the, the, the the fucking you can tell amazing what sounds new going, what, band yeah. is, you know, months before. So it's it's not it's not difficult. You just have to be into it and you yeah. have to um so, yeah, so, so we put you know, um, we asked Kano to be on a on a track and made a video, and we were lucky because you know we I mean the bottom line is we we had a bit of money as well, yeah. you know it was I was signed to a major label, there was a budget to do remixes, yeah. you know, they probably would have wanted me to get um Paul Oakenfold to do a remix, but I was like, no, I want kano to do a yeah, remix yeah, yeah, so yeah. um so I guess, yeah, I guess people thought that was if yeah, grime guys thought that was pretty cool. But I just, you know, you just have to go with what you're into.
0: How weird was that at first? Because I've had had this in the past, particularly, I said, particularly when you were starting off and starting to really blow up to suddenly realise that the fan base that you were building wasn't necessarily what you'd expected or who you'd expected to be into your stuff or or where you'd been expected to go. And then how did it feel when the fan base you'd originally kind of courted came over and kind of, got on board and were and yeah well that that was like yeah that was
1: the second album um and but i understood it actually when it happened because because when i we we i didn't really come from a culture of like seeking out um you know sort of mexican Subtitled films, right? And, yeah, yeah, and um, and the latest, um, I don't know, spoken word or or um, you know, broken beat from West London or all the you know, all the sort of scenes that have sort of happened since 2000, you know, 1999. Yeah, I just it was it was more like whatever was popular, you were sort of slightly you picking. You would pick and choose from whatever was big, really. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. in all honesty, that's kind of what you did. So, like... But I mean, it's a
0: weird picking and choosing, because there's yeah. also, from whatever's big, there's the ones that you actively rally against because of, of, of the nature of it, and then there's, yeah.
1: Yeah, but but there was definitely, like, I guess, like, the sort of the catchment, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's different now with the internet, I don't know, but but it did it did feel, looking back on it, it was quite a narrow... You know, you only watch the films that were on at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Without uh, the the internet, it's it's hard for people to get their
0: heads around. But but without the internet, there was the reason so many people were only into one genre of music or one type of of film or whatever is because that's all they were exposed to. And that's all they could become exposed to without having the budget to buy random CDs on a whim, hoping you'll like it. It's like, right, I like this. I'm going to get buried in this i'm yeah. going to get everything i know on this
1: yeah no and, and like i mean the reason i think the reason it was just weird to me like coming to london and people being into like and 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 i think i think probably what happened is is i i left i left the suburbs of birmingham mm. and i moved to the centre of London, and yeah. probably I would have got the same effect if I'd have just moved into the centre of Birmingham. Yeah, but to yeah. me it was weird, like meeting people that were into like architecture and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd never like yeah. I was like, what What's with that? You well, like buildings. Yeah, you know, uh, and and just did like, dis- and it was like in London, it felt like there were so many people into stuff for the sake of it. Yeah, Um and I always held on to this belief as like, you know, this music, people, people. Uh, I guess I, I don't expect people to be seeking m- me or anyone else yeah. out. I expect to to sort of try to grab people where they are already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in London you people are seeking it out. If you're new, you can be sort of not that good really. There's a lot of stuff in London that's not that good that's new. But people are that, so keen to Because find they want what's the new, new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what I think one of the things I'm proud of is that um if it's not that good, you know, it's like if films aren't that good for a year, yeah. people just won't watch films. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Or if, or if suddenly um, design hits hits a stride, then maybe people will buy yeah. furniture that's, you know, that's really inspiring. But yeah. they won't buy average furniture just because there isn't any good furniture around. Yeah, completely. At it's, the time.
0: It's, it's, it's weird how much. Um, I mean. Two things that sprung to mind. There, it's weird how, because I found this coming into London, because I've lived in Essex my whole life, and again, like when I started doing stuff, it was London was the place to be. And as yeah. soon as you start to do gigs or get successful, you're thrown into a lot of them unusual situations. And yeah. it's weird how busy and crowded they are. Yet they can feel really alienating and really mm. kind of odd because of things like if you could, you meet with someone who's into architecture and it's yeah. like. Cool. I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. You know, I'm this is a gig. I was expecting to be. Oh, have you heard this? Have you heard that? And yeah, it's kind yeah. of just everything all over the place. So, yeah. d- did you feel that moving down here um, that you kind of were moving to this hugely a, a, a busy place, but didn't necessarily feel, um, I don't know, instantly at home or instantly aware of how or comfortable with how? Yeah, I
1: mean, I, de- de- I There's definitely like a sort of uh, there was always. Um... A bit of a, I mean, people don't, yeah. I mean, like, I would constantly be reminded that I was a brummie, yeah, and uh, and I would constantly feel like, yeah, you're just into stuff for the sake of it, like, you you know, you don't have a real life, just, yeah. You just, it's kind of there's an edifice to, yeah. to this, and you think London's the centre of the, w- the world, and it's not, yeah. No, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's
0: interesting when you, you so you come I can't from really comment. It. Really, I always
1: remember b- b- being at a
0: spoken word gig with um, a guy Polar Bear, who's from Birmingham and MC and spoken word. And he was always he he he's walked out of more spoken word gigs than anyone I've seen because yeah. his his thought process was always uh, when he's in there would like if his boys walked in now, yeah, uh, would he feel embarrassed or yeah, would he want to leave? I mean, that's, and that's why yeah. he'd, he'd often just be like, right, I'm. That's. A, I don't know whether
1: that's a youth thing. I mean, um, definitely, like working with rappers, there's a there's an age. Um, so like Oscar, who I work with at the moment, he's like twenty one, and he. I mean, he's incredible. Um, he's incredibly uh, together. I think for his age. Um, but I mean, I work with I work with Professor Green when he was quite young, and it's yeah. it is really there is definitely an age thing where it's like it's like all that matters is like what your mates think or like, yeah. w- so it's like everything is based on what your mates think. Yeah. Probably till you're maybe like certainly early twenties, maybe like mid twenties. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I think you start to be like, no, I, I think this is, uh, I think this is good. Like, you know, I think there's something in this you know? and, and you, I mean, you sort of lose touch with your mates a little yeah. bit. Maybe you sort of get into relationships I, and stuff like that. I mean, and, and it can be a great
0: and bold point Oh, when you have that realization that this isn't something my mates would be into, but they might actually like this if they had the chance. You know what I mean? I could, yeah. I could maybe
1: bring yeah. them around, or and, and or also, and it. also, I think if if you have if you've had a few things that have connected, um, like we both have, you realize that actually, if you had have had that, if you had have thought about what your mates think too much, yeah. Um, Really what connects is is like new stuff, right? And new yeah. stuff isn't what your mates are into, yeah. is it? Because that's kind of the opposite of what you're saying. So um, I think maybe I actually for a while got addicted to like the complete opposite of just like actually what wouldn't my mates like? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, and I think you can go too far down in that road. Yeah, completely. Because you want to be grin. new. It's like... No, I want to I want to do something no one's ever done I, before. I, I played pretty much everywhere in the UK before
0: I played locally because yeah, it was yeah. that, that th- thing where it was like, oh, shit, I don't I don't know. I didn't yeah. want my mates to hear it because no. I felt I'd then be pandering to that yeah, too I mean, much like, and you, home, you get that local band yeah, syndrome hometown,
1: I've spoken to a lot of bands and hometown gigs, you know, you read about it in the NME and stuff and it seems like amazing, but... Actually, like hometown gigs are pretty a pretty um unpleasant yeah. no, not because people make them unpleasant because in your mind um you just you know the venue you yeah. know you went there when you were you were a yeah. kid um you sort of feel like you know what the people in there and you yeah. sort of feel like okay, there's like two thousand people turned up here, and all they all they all they want to do is all they, the the reason they bought their ticket is to go. You are shit, yeah. and you were always shit. Yeah. And I paid good money <laughs> to let to you come know. here and tell you shit. And 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 it take it takes a long time to realise maybe they didn't pay fifteen yeah. quid to just uh, be proven that you're shit. Actually, maybe um, maybe they you know kind of feel like it's pretty cool that you came yeah. from where they came from.
0: And and there's always a weird thing that when you. You tour a lot and get out a lot. You develop and change a lot. And even just, I think everyone, it, it used to be a frowned upon thing to to accept that you're slightly different on record or on stage th- than in real life. But it's not yeah. a persona thing. It's a, a thing you have to have to, to go on stage, I think, at times. Yeah. And, and when you go home, you're suddenly, I don't know, it feels like that's magnified. No. You're suddenly thinking, I'm, oh, shit, am I going up and being completely fake? Like yeah. it, this is I'm, I'm round the corner from where I used to... to to Go to playgroup yeah. or whatever. Still-
1: this is, I think, this is a thing about rap as well that um, that is really interesting, and that is that um, uh, you know the, the idea um, of like you know it's it's got to be like you know you've got to really like live it, you know, or whatever. But I think that um, I mean my most my most fictional album, like wh- I think fiction is more courageous often and true yeah. than fact. Or, or Because you, if you if you say, right, this is real, then you're like, well, I'm not going to say that because, like, my brother will be offended if I say that. And I obviously couldn't mention that weird thing that happened with my girlfriend and that other girl or, yeah. you know, that thing I heard about my Ex-girlfriends, yeah. you know, it's like you can't say, you know, we, we we can't do that stuff. But the moment that you say this is a story and a work of fiction, you can take all that stuff and sort of spin it out, and 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 it can it can be like, wow, you're really. This is true. Like yeah. this is so true. Completely. More than it could ever be if, if it was an yeah. or, I mean, autobiogra- I, autobiographical. I,
0: I see pretty much everything I've ever written as fiction, and people are often shocked because there is some stuff they feel is so heart wrenching and so heartfelt. Yeah. And it's it
1: is. But but you, I, don't I wouldn't even have, you been have to, to e- write that yeah, if it was. You, yeah, and you don't have to even. True um, as such. You don't even have to respond to that because, or, or because because. It, it, in, in to that logic, really, fiction is better fact, yeah. So, uh, you don't have to sort of yeah. qualify it, really. No, 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 you know, just but, but I think, I do think like performers, um, rappers a lot of the time they get scared about whether their mates will, um, you know, they'll make whether they they sort of feel like they're sort of making stuff up. I mean, I think I went in a, a different direction, which was like, I, I. I couldn't do the bravado thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I went in another direction, and and the people that sort of uh, talk to me nowadays about liking my stuff, I think they like the sort of vulnerability of it. Yeah. You know, and and it was it wasn't a particularly vulnerable uh, scene. Yeah. Um, like rappers, you know.
0: Yeah. Completely at that point, or particularly when the first a record came out, there wasn't a lot that was more, um, you know, I mean, if a, you speak if looking you, inwards yeah. at points or looking, yeah. you know,
1: if you speak to like Wiley, yeah, um, he he is a ama- he's amazing, um, and, and vulnerable. Like, yeah. I mean, he's really really honest. I mean, you, yeah. it comes across on his Twitter and his stuff, yeah, but I think when he's talking to when he's talking to sort of the whole world as yeah. as you see him you know on twitter and youtube yeah. and stuff he's he's because he's addressing sort of absolutely everyone all the time there's like he's he doesn't take any shit right he's like and it's and it's it's like um you know there's a there's a there's a, he has a um a stance that he sort of adopts yeah but like He's he's um, he's just lovely. Like he's um, and and sort of, and he's able to communicate his sort of uh, vulnerabilities in a really sort of honest uh, way. Yeah. Uh, more so, I think, in real life. And um. But then, yeah, it, 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 I'd struggle to f-
0: see how that would work on record for someone like Wiley. <laughs> he's got such a. Aggressive and cutting yeah. kind of tone, but that, and delivery, but that, but and but like, style. But it's, but
1: it's not to say that stuff isn't true either. Yeah. yeah because no. because actually, and the thi- and this is the thing I've learned it actually more from like hanging out with Merkage. Yeah. And this is only in the last few years. Um. You know, that, like there's a there's low. I mean, there's loads of them. Yeah. And they're all they're all then you know they're all we're all like they're all around thirty and you know so they're not like kids. Yeah but they run a club night and they they've all got their own things going on um and i think it's this sort of i guess it's yeah it's this aging thing it's being able to reflect on all that sort of rap stuff but being older and um and it's really interesting like if you ask them uh like about certain rappers it's like they they don't want they don't want someone to they it's like a superhero thing. a rapper is a superhero yeah and and you know that they're not really the superhero, yeah, but you're you're like, i don't want to hear you being yeah weak yeah, you're powerful completely. and and um you know and um and I think actually I think that's quite hard to understand if you come from like Somerset or if you come from <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know lee uh, you know a village outside leeds or you know uh it's like what is all this like just telling me that you you know who you, who you are and what you're going to do like what's with that and it is a genuine like cultural sort of misunderstanding i think yeah
0: um of needing the, the that powerful figure as such and it's, it's as you said there it's not it's choosing the the right bits of truth. It's not that it has to be f- f- fake and it's not that yeah. if you're not talking about how deep and, and meaningful things are as well. Yeah. It's choosing the right truth. So I always yeah. find people who seem to argue against t- Twitter or things like that say, well, I don't want to know what someone had for breakfast. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't have to put that up. You can choose what, you know, you've got control over your output and your content. You yeah, don't have yeah. to, it's not a log of your day yeah. in, in literal sense. So yeah. It's kind of more open, but um, some...
1: I, I don't miss I don't miss Twitter. I, I came off Twitter uh, a while ago. It's it's, um, it's interesting because because uh, when
0: we're talking to Zane Lowe, we were saying that you were one of the people who got him onto Twitter <laughs> and Kind of advised him like you, you're going to be left behind. So it's yeah. then f- then funny that you, then you that's like, funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get you on and then <laughs> I'm out of it. As if you tagged him in, it's like you didn't want to leave without putting someone in your place. Yeah. To, <laughs> to
1: no, take I mean it was, um, yeah. There's no there's no like um. You know, criticism or you know of it's no like um, I think you know I think it's I think it's great. Uh, one of the things I think I did learn about social media as like an artist, I think yeah. if you uh, you know the first like if you get signed or whatever, the first thing they do is they look at your. I mean, they do. I I know the people in the in the meetings, um, and um, you know, first thing they look at is your SoundCloud stats, your YouTube stats, yeah. your Twitter, right? and if they're not big enough they will buy buy some more of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um because they've got to look good yeah um but actually i think i think i think when when twitter first came out i was like yeah like and 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 the common s- consensus was like yeah you, it's up to you to sort of communicate and sort of talk to to people that you um you know your fans i don't like to say fans but um you know the people that are into the same You've stuff. Got the direct you. access. To yeah, those and who and and I, I think there's a lot. There is a lot to be said for that. But I think there is also a lot to be said for the idea that social media is for other people to talk about you, yeah, and not necessarily. You know, because I think very early on in Twitter, it was like, wow, like it's almost like the people are the artists now, and like the artist can even ask the person what sort of song he wants next. Yeah. And it can it's like crowdsourcing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually if you crowdsource music, you end up with Justin Bieber. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um truly, if you go out to the to the figures, yeah. You you end up you go with for them, the broadest interpretation. You end up with exactly what, the what want. was big last week. You yeah. Know? The biggest thing that happened last week is is what you know. And and um and so you sort of come and then you sort of think about the artists that you love and you sort of think, well, no, actually, the job of an artist is is to be completely separate from yeah. that process. And I think I don't think that's going to change. I don't. And to think have their Twitter... own
0: knowledge and influences and, and yeah. approach. And I always I... remember seeing a comedian say before one of his sets, saying, "I've been in comedy ten years, been to thousands of comedy shows." you as the crowd may have been to two or three. Yeah. Trust me. I know it's good. I know it's funny. You you don't know, you know, you're, you're the general public. It's like, I can, I know. And it's, it's, it's it's kind of a a real thing. If you've got those people in the music industry, it's better to be bouncing off and influenced by them by necessarily
1: people who have
0: only received rather than. Yeah. I mean,
1: I've, I've not met, I mean, it's very easy to look at all these artists paraded in, on, on the, you know, Vivo or whatever. And, um, and think they were born yesterday, but I've, I'm yet to meet even like a, a pop star. Not that I've met many pop stars, but I've not met many really that haven't been doing it all their lives yes. and just are really a bit geeky, actually, yeah, yeah, in yeah, real yeah. life. Yeah. And are just like, oh, have you seen this? I've got this new microphone and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, there's I've I mean you just I've just never really met anyone who's just like swanned in and gone, hey, you know. Yeah. I uh, maybe like. I don't know. I mean, I think even if you went through like X Factor people, you'd realise that they were singing They've since had a they a six and, yeah. you know, they didn't um, just turn up be, to the X doing
0: Factor. It. So uh, when we were, th- uh, 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 were talking about that initial, um, the first area of your crowd building and then the acceptance of other areas, H- how did you find it as things got bigger and bigger? Because one of the things I'm sure tons of people have mentioned it, that, that I found fascinating and not in a negative way in it, and anyway, was things like on the first a record where you had had the irony of it all, mm. and was kind of sending up or speaking of the kind of lad. Yeah. And by the second album, a lot of the fan base had yeah. become that, that that lad. And I don't yeah. see that as a negative because that was a second album that still had, if you know, in, in many ways more heartfelt and more heart wrenching yeah. stuff in that story that you told. So it wasn't a negative thing. But how was that? And was. There any conflict that you were suddenly like right? I've
1: grown up or started off just kind of speaking yeah against I mean, that I kind really of culture. Like, to me, it was always um, telling telling a story. So yeah. like, I didn't really um, no, that wasn't really. Uh, I didn't really have any conflict. No, there, I or? mean, um, and and also, I don't think you need to. Um, I've never really felt like you need to stand for any. I think if you do stand for something, that's really that's really bores me actually. You know, is when people like, it's like, I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I don't, you know, it's like, I I don't know about, um, how, you know, how to solve problems. Um, actually, I think as stories are supposed to sort of, uh, you know, like a really, I think a really good story is like the bad guy has got to have a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's, to me, that's a good story, is when the bad guy, it's like you can almost see what... Yeah, I get that a bit. Yeah, and and maybe the good guy should probably be, like, more justified than the bad guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: but still, it's showing that they're both... But you're talking about... It's, it's their what, world, Robert, yeah, it's what Robert
1: McKee calls a, a controlling idea, which is, which is at the centre of a story, it should be like, you know, is it OK to kill one person to protect a thousand. That's a yeah. really good controlling idea for say a yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So you've got like a guy over here and there's a thousand people over there that maybe are either ill or they're gonna be wiped out by a bomb and and it, you know, should we kill that one guy to save those ones that you know, what's yeah. um, and so what you do in that story is you'd, you know, obviously this guy's a character and then you'd have the these thousand people here have a some sort of leader that is sort of um personified so you personify the thousand people with another one person and you know and then you sort of put them into conflict and and um i don't know what the answer to that is and i think that's the point is that you you shouldn't really you're not that you i mean to be very basic i think it's 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 like asking questions and and making and and, and making up interesting questions i think that's what i that's to me what a good story is. Yes, yeah, I couldn't um, agree more. If,
0: if if we had the answers, there's a good chance we wouldn't be a musician. Well, so I, a so I, to would the,
1: I would be in the Labour Party if yeah, I had the answers. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be talking to you about microphones and acoustics. <laughs> <you know. laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, how was. We're here, to, we're here to ask the questions and, and sonically. Uh, yeah. uh, high quality yeah
0: <laughs> good quality With good, good travel. questions asked and put <laughs> out there um, so how was it I mean a couple of things I want to know how you or what your thoughts of if you enjoyed a touring and the nature of touring and performing live because it felt on the first record it felt very much I like a studio album it yeah. felt to me that it was really um, controlled and built in one place in your yeah. own mind, and then yeah. to get out there, and you would have then had to hit the road a, a lot, I'd imagine, over all the records. And
1: were you a fan of that, or do you prefer the, the, the studio, or what's the uh, yeah? I mean, I've always um, preferred the studio, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's much less tenable to be able to say that these days yeah. to anyone because um, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you, you have to uh you have to pay for the studio by by sort of showing up into people's towns in some way whether that's book tours yeah. or whether it's uh live yeah, shows completely. or DJing or whatever um but uh, but no i i uh, i wasn't really going to tour uh, i I didn't think i would tour i didn't think i had it in me to be honest i didn't think you know I, i'd never really tried it um and then as it sort of built it sort of be- was pretty uh it was a battle that um, I was gonna have to uh, lose. Yeah. With uh, absolutely everyone in the team, uh, so we uh, put a band together and uh, we did a festival in Japan, and then we came in and we did two gigs in Ireland, and then we went and did Reading. Like, wow! Sort of that fourth gig was Reading, and it was. Um, b- ridiculous, uh, and everyone what knew, was everyone knew was the I words. Around, was that would have t- been like two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. I think I was at that. I think I yeah. saw you at Reading. And in I remember, I mean, yeah, I remember <laughs> everyone knew the words to so "Let's push things forward," yeah. and, and it was, and it was like this weird. I felt like I was in this weird social experiment. Yeah, that's what it's it felt crazy to like. think that a big. I mean, you that would have a big feeling, show at Reading to turn yeah. that as your fourth gig. Do you, do you not? Do you, ever, do you ever feel like it's like really? like from a sort of science perspective or like a uh what, uh what are those um you know with sort of the study of tribes what's yeah. that called um and it's going to come to me um it's like yeah it's like you're standing in front of a a sort of a tribal uh Study of, yeah. of humanity. It, I
0: mean, it is fascinating, and, and people don't don't realise. But I've, I, the thing that struck me was after a few records, people requesting songs at a shows, yeah. at a show, and me realising I don't know that song. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. that goes because I've well, I've mate, said that yeah. out loud out loud twice. Yeah, 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 And it happened to be recorded. You yeah. then then listen to it hundreds no, of know. times. I, I exactly have listened to it mean. hundreds of times. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, a memory is only the last time you remembered something yeah, yeah you don't remember the thing you remember the last time you remembered something yeah and um uh, and so yeah song a song becomes become for, for for most people your song is like what they hear on the on the you know mp3 or whatever but but um for, for if for the artist the song is really the sort of mental map of yeah. uh, what it is on stage it's yeah, sort yeah, of the yeah. journey that you have sort of worked your way through it yeah, for the last completely. 5 years on stage and and uh, and it's it's really weird to hear the song yeah uh, i mean uh, when it's, i
0: s- it's amazing how much for me and i'm i'm sure particularly with your delivery style as well it always amazes me how much the song that i know to be uh, that song yeah. it turns out isn't the one that they've been listening to for yeah, yeah, ages because it's yeah, developed yeah. so much over yeah. the years in how you deliver it and yeah, how like you rhythmically and yeah.
1: stuff yeah totally uh, i mean since i um I've been DJing, uh, you, you sort of, it's a bit like the encore thing. I remember when we first went, did gigs and we had the tour manager. Our tour manager was uh, Massive Attack's tour manager. Yeah. And I was like, Dave, like, what's, what's with this encore shit? Like, you go off stage, it's like the gig's finished and then you and it's like you go back on. It's like, you know you're going to come back on yeah. for one more. It's just what? What's with that? Yeah, like if you it's genuinely, bizarre, if you genuinely like just fucking brought the roof down, yeah, and it was like they can't, be, you know they can't bear for you to leave the building, yeah, because you're so fucking amazing, yeah. Then come back for one more tune. But in, in but general, every, every single night, if that's truly like the case, one though, more tune, it's you're like,
0: gonna come back and ruin it because you would have put all your best songs <laughs> in yeah, that yeah, in exactly, the first. Yeah, thing, yeah you really Yeah, you yeah. Shall we play that, that hit again, shall yeah, we? Yeah, the the So so what you do in
1: reality is you. You save one of the biggest songs and yeah. you go off and it's like you feign sort of yeah. gigs over, lights out. Oh, like they didn't know, you know, yeah. back, back for the encore. I think um, it's, only I mean, bands so jazz hands, it's ten so records cheesy.
0: or something can get away with it with any, with any genuine mystery because there will be, you will be yeah, thinking,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think
0: they've played all the big ones and yeah, then they'll yeah, come back, yeah, yeah, one yeah, and yeah. go, oh shit, they've yeah, not played yeah. that. But yeah. when you, particularly if it's your first album tour yeah. and you've not played anything off yeah. your first album then it's like well they've not
1: played that song
0: that's yeah, clearly yeah. what's what's although, coming next. although
1: my mates um, Man Like Me yeah. uh, my my friends I produced some of their stuff helped them um, they are bonkers yeah. and they forget to play yeah. uh, tunes these <laughs> tracks yeah yeah because I mean there's only like three of them and, and, and they don't really uh, they sort of manage themselves so there's no uh, I love it. there's no checks and balances yeah and an amount of times you go on Twitter and they're like, "Oh yeah, really sorry, we didn't we didn't play Squeeze. We we yeah. kind of forgot actually. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we can come back next, next week. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's interesting on the not on the on the on the fact
0: that touring is a necessity, and it kind of leads to another thing I wanted to talk about. But there's there's a guy I I put out called Jacko Brown. I put his album out a few years back, and he played like before the album even. He played live twice didn't enjoy it or see the yeah. appeal so has has never played live again and mm. it was kind of the appeal he was one of the first people i put out that wasn't me and the appeal of that was right n- if there's no tour mm. no other label is going to put this out mm. so it's important it's mm. almost a duty to put this out because it's good yeah um so what was there anything similar that made you i uh, want to start up the beats and, and put out the mitchell brothers mm. and professor green yes. an example mm. early on and all that Oh, what was the kind of appeal of a, of a label when well, I mean, stepping I, over to that, that side was, the of things? That was the first thing
1: I ever wanted to do was to was to have a label. Yeah. I mean, when I was like sixteen, you know, that's really all I ever wanted to do. Uh, I wasn't I I wasn't a performer. I was a I was like a producer, really. Um, yeah. And then I sort of actually tried to do it and realised it was just really awfully sort of boring. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's and then what you imagine, is And it? then I sort of became successful with the streets and, and they sort of said, well, actually now, you know, all that boring shit, like, you can get someone else to do that now yeah. or, and you can just basically go out there and sort of find people and hang Have out the with fun them and make, m- make music, you know. So yeah. it was it was just making... It was an ability to be involved in a lot more music in, yeah. in um, rather than sort of making one album every two years, which it took me two years to write. I was able to be involved with other albums uh, in a sort of lesser capacity, uh, you know, all the time. So it sort of increases the, it makes makes everything a bit fresher. How how did you find that
0: the first time you kind of have that intense involvement and commitment on something that isn't your own? So then when the reward is there, it's kind of an odd, odd feeling i've 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 found cunning that yeah. you're you're putting as much work in as you would oh as you have on your own career yeah on someone else's career yeah. and it's still rewarding but it's a different kind of rewarding yeah. when that then then goes great you're like yes yeah
1: and now i I'm mean sitting you're, here. you're never i think if you're if you're the rec- when you're the record label you are um yeah it's if it goes well it's a good artist yeah and if it goes badly it's your fault yeah and that's completely, completely ultimately that's um that's what you have to accept as a record label but you also have to uh, you also take on an enormous amount of um, it's enor- it's just really fun yeah um, um, also I mean just the amount of learning I think um, I think when I when I first started Working with other people, you—I uh, was young and and you sort of filter everything through your own decision-making process, and you sort of have these really strong views about how everything should be. Uh, and now, like with Oscar, um, I've sort of come full circle. I, th- I think that um, I sort of I'm sort of very much like involved, and, and actually, my A and R man was the same. It's like they they sort of. It's a, it's a really amazing challenge, really. I think to to, to help another artist because ultimately, ev- you have to not um, they have to come up with all of the decision making process themselves. Yeah. Uh, I think all all you can do. I think the best thing you can do is to create some order, uh, and, and and more specifically, create. Um, uh, just move it along a bit. Just yeah. be like, whatever's happening, can we just pull it together and sort of yeah. put it into, maybe sort of um, have a little timetable of, of yeah.
0: stuff. to plan it out, to package it right, to tie it all together. Yeah, but when
1: you say package it right, what is right? This is, yeah. this, is I mean, this is the thing. It's like, yeah. so I would say, don't even think right. Think, yeah. just package it. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, yeah. Um, because your definition of right will yeah. be, you know, gate vault, gatefold... Vinyl yeah. with a illustrated, um, you know, yeah. cover, and and his. I mean, that's clearly how idea. everyone should do it. <laughs> <laughs> and his idea was, um, you know, would be. I don't like packaging. It's yeah. uh, It's it's environmentally so, ad, unsustainable.
0: Do you think a lot of people that start a label, what they really should be doing or want to do is manage or a and r because because that's kind of the i think when you start a label you don't realize all the intricacies and in reality it's it's one of my kind of bugbears with people kind of with the whole illegal downloading thing Mm. and it affecting it it giving artists power but Mm. artists not realizing that there's a lot of labels have been around for years and they're Mm. good because they know how to, to to run a fucking yeah, label I mean, I, and you, do, you yeah. know it's not as simple as just no you, you record a thing and put it out so
1: I, I actually went to um my distributor put on like this sort of seminar thing that i went to in soho and it was all label managers and because i am technically a label manager which i'm not you know I'm nowhere near these people but um i'm technically a label manager so i was invited to to this uh this day so there's people from like spotify doing talks, yep. and um, all these different um, providers and you know uh, content management, whatever bollocks. But um, yeah, I mean, I was I was a bit like, like for instance, the whole sort of six six week lead up thing. It's like no, you 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 sort of put the song around a bit and you sort of do that, and then six weeks later, yeah. you, you know, it comes out, and I'm a bit like, well. What about if in that six weeks, someone likes your song, they can't get hold of it, so they go on and do something else? Yeah. And and I'm the same. I I hear stuff on, like, Toddler. I listen to Toddler every week. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I just email him. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, can you send me that? that. You know, but not everyone can email Toddler. Yeah. And thank thank God for him. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, he's got to look after his son. But, um, (laughs) you know... It's like there's a gap between yeah. when it's on the radio and when it comes out, and uh, but I think it's not as simple as it, it once I'm a, was. But I'm an artist and a DJ, so I I can basically for me my model is give it all away, sort of make it as sort of available as possible, um, and then go out and and play it. And and you know some of the bits I've been doing recently, you know they they've taken a long time to sort of build, um, but but people sort of know them when I you know when I play them. Yeah. And that's all that matters, really. Yeah, completely. But if, but, but yeah, my point was, is if you're a label manager, that's not enough. Yeah, you need to fucking sell the fucking song. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that yeah, that's that's the sad thing about um, the uh, the collapse of uh, you know, the the, the uh, music, yeah, uh, business. You know, um, I mean, it was bloated, you know, but um. I think yeah I think I think it would be it would be nice if uh, if there was enough I guess money to support um, people that are really focusing new music and yeah. and, and you know and, and sort of adding a, a layer of um, organisation to maybe artists that you know aren't going to do it for themselves I haven't got that yeah and I
0: think it is I, I think you're right I think that Sad it is, is, I think the ones that will survive or I think it's going to be an, a necessity to survive is the ones that can adapt a little bit with how things are changing and yeah. have a better outlook rather than here's the the setup. I completely agree on the six week lead thing. It's, yeah. it's crazy to me. I've yeah, always felt cool. if someone other than people I personally know has the yeah. ability to hear it, yeah. then they should have the ability to either buy it or download yeah. it or however we're doing it yeah. rather than hear it and then... Yeah, it's, it's kind of arrogant to think they're going to have heard it that one time yeah. and be thinking about it for six weeks. Like, I mean, the I need the, to get o- that. the
1: only reason I'm on like iTunes, I mean, not so much Spotify, but the only reason I'm on iTunes is not to like try and get people's money. It's to make it seem real. Yeah, because because yeah. at first, I mean, I, I was giving music away. On, I was the first major label signed artist. Yeah. to give music away on Twitter. Oh wow! And uh, we there were for there was a real chance that we would have been sued by Warner, but right. it went quite well. Yeah. And, I, and then, and they took the credit for it and they won an award for it. Wow. Um, so you're
0: welcome. Huh? You're welcome. to there, <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was like,
1: yeah. So, so it was cool. But, um, at that point I was like, yeah, this whole fucking thing's coming down. The whole building is going to crash down yeah. and, and, and we're all going to give shit away for free. And it's, and it's going to be like one communist uh, dream um, but um, but you even now I mean I don't know how many it's like six years ago or something yeah um, maybe longer we're still at this sort of like radio is still key to everything to to most people yeah, yeah. Um, and it still needs to be it still needs to you know still needs to be on sale yeah. for, for, for any of that to, you know for anyone to sort of there needs to be a release date. Yeah. Um and it's just this weird I think maybe have, it will eventually a, all release go. Release
0: dates, I think, are a fascinating <laughs> thing 'cause it is it is something that just people need to have, have written down somewhere. It yeah. can mean very I mean very it's the little. same even
1: on and I'm not even talking about like uh Mr. Jam or Zane Lowe. I'm 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 actually talking about people on Twitter. They're like yeah. When's it out? And I'm like, well, I could just email it you. You know, yeah, I just made yeah, it, and it's, it's just here. a little digital yeah. file that I could just send to you. You need a specific date. But and again, like, no, I think you're right. Is it, it to coming feel out? And I'm like, well, it's just a bloody. Oh, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does that actually mean? What do you mean? Is it coming out? It's here. Yeah, yeah. That's a bizarre thing. So, so where are you now? What's kind of the, the plan now? Obviously, you're managing stuff, You've had, had the DOT stuff. Is you yeah. know, What's the kind of? Oh, what is the focus? Uh, and, well, and on I'm, the DOT stuff, just I yeah. thought that was exciting. I think Rob uh Rob is one of the most underrated or it it's great that he didn't get forgotten as just such an amazing voice. Just yeah, his yeah. vocal talent and range and skill yeah, yeah. is just mind blowing. Yeah. So I mean
1: he's he's working constantly now yeah. as a songwriter, which is amazing. Yeah, that's um, great. And uh how I'm, did I'm, that come I'm, about? Like how did you did you were well, we, you we we, a fan we, of the music yeah, we, or did you just, yeah, just we know each knew, other? I knew I've known him since the beginning from, mm. since two thousand one. Um, we had the same manager, <coughs>
0: oh
1: and um, we've we've sort of been on a similar journey. Uh, and uh, yeah, just I mean, they were we just just um, just known him for ages. Yeah, I mean, like great. behind the scenes, it was just like nothing. Yeah, really weird. It's just yeah. like we known each other, just but a, I think people maybe didn't know that we knew each other. For ages,
0: right? So it's, it suddenly seemed like a thrown together. <laughs> yeah. How's
1: this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sort of more. I'm, yeah, I'm more, um, not more, but I'm, I'm interested in the idea of like. I, I do a lot of filming now. I'm really into uh, that. Did I, that all I did
0: that oh, with the beat TV stuff and all the YouTube kind of.
1: Yeah, and just music videos. I think yeah. you know, music videos, and also my second album. I, I did a lot of like film study type learning yeah which was uh like how to or how hollywood structures and uh paces yeah, stories it's very very technical stuff yeah and i and i learnt i learned a lot about that and 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 if and if you listen to a grand don't come for free it, it the 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 um, the marks that it hits well. Are, yeah. are, are it's got to have, have the point class- where you're classic, at the low point a time to Hollywood, turn it round yeah, it's, yeah. it's like classic Hollywood uh, timings yeah. Um so um, yeah so that would all, all was just all sort of going around my head and and um, and so now I I sort of been doing these uh, video diary things I did I did one about driving a car that drives itself in Spain right uh i mean well it started actually i did a thing for dr martins about about skins yeah uh, the first lot of people in sixty nine that got into scar and stuff yeah, and i filmed all of that myself and put that together and they and that sort of did really well uh so yeah
0: uh, was that interesting f- f- for you to to research and look into as much as as,
1: as yeah i mean, out, I mean i'm like, in- i'm involved in that i i mean um in a sort of weird- re- weird um cyclical thing I'm obsessed with podcasts yeah saying this on a podcast it's great uh, I'm completely obsessed with podcasts um, Just, I mean I just go to sleep to them I mean I need, what I want um, Apple to do I, th- I think they've already done it I can't work it out but I, I need a timer I need yeah. I, I need it to go because I listen to like Witness a lot of BBC stuff yeah sort of famous moments in history and um, Radio Lab yeah all those ones I don't really like American Life I find it a bit annoying but um, I sort of fall asleep to it, but what I want it to do is to, like, switch off a, after, like... Switch off so you can catch after back. About, no, 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 They've just got- after about two hours, because I fall asleep. Yeah. And what happens is I fall asleep, and then, at, like, four or five in the morning, I wake up, and there's, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm about, sort of, 30 podcasts yeah. deep into yeah. the thing. And it's like... And it's have, got to be I had this like- really weird... Horrible moment actually last week I woke up, I was listening to Witness uh, Which are really nice little P- BBC ones Yeah Um, And I woke up, it was about four in the morning And it was on Lord Lucan Right, right. Bashing his, you know, the story Sort of killed his wife Yeah He accidentally yeah. He was having an affair with his nanny And he wanted to kill his wife But he accidentally killed his nanny And then he right. killed his wife anyway And then he fucked off Yeah But no one really knew whether he was... Uh, he'd actually died. He died he'd, yeah, if he yeah. killed
0: himself or if he just uh, escaped.
1: But it was like it was an it was just like a nightmare it was like a nightmare. I'm yeah. like you know, it's like this murderous sort of moment at four in the morning <laughs> in my ears, like it's like I'm not really an, a nightmare guy, but um and I've got yeah. to add the technology to, <laughs> to, to, to deal with that. I remember hearing um Audible, I think
0: it is, has got a thing where if you're reading something on your Kindle yeah. and you've got the audio book, yeah, the Kindle will note where you've got up to, so oh, okay. when you get in your car, it will continue uh, in audio book okay. form. Which I, yeah. as soon as I heard that, I was yeah, like, "Yeah, I mean, audio books, Like surely, I was
1: that's... on, I was this, I was listening to like Mad, like uh, really early on. I was like, "What?" I was into suspense. I was into the idea of suspense, and I wanted to sort of and circular plotting and stuff like that. When I was doing my second album, yeah. I remember we were on tour in America, and I had a Walkman with um, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. How right. random is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, we're like caning it around America, you know, like sort of British rock and roll, living the living the dream. And I had this Walkman awesome. with like six tapes of like Daphne the du Maurier. that come in, the plastic yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. that open Almost up like Sidewinder, uh, you yeah, know,
0: yeah. Uh, garage It looks mixtape. like a book. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a book. It's covering up.
1: But my problem <laughs> with audiobooks has always been like, yeah, you just—I just fall asleep. See, and I then, drift and off. Then, and then Even I'm like, just losing focus. I no, I mean, back in yeah. back in those days, the tape would go round and come back, and then yeah. it would go round. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like you—you're basically you'll do the whole book. Yeah. You can't get too
0: too far ahead,
1: then yeah, when yeah, you've got yeah, a, yeah.
0: unless in your sleep you're changing tape, yeah. turning <laughs> the tape over, yeah, and yeah. continuing on. So,
1: uh, so when we're going to see as a Mike Skinner podcast. Uh, we we used to do one actually. Um, I yeah. I mean, I'm just um, I'm very focused. I, I would I would um, I would do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, but it would be probably the same as yours yeah. and not as good. So uh, <laughs> I, I I love I love filming stuff. I can't stop yeah. filming stuff. No, that's awesome. So, so my my YouTube is is really um, is sort of where I'm at now. YouTube. You, have you got any plans to
0: kind of do more of a of a feature film now or anything like that anything new yeah well I mean we did um that manner
1: we did I did a short film in a very traditional way as a director yeah um, with a big crew because I remember when you were first
0: deciding to stop I remember you, you saying that there was a lot of, f- of film stuff you wanted to do and the short yeah, seemed I like mean, going in that I've direction got, I've got and, a really
1: good agent and um and I think if a script came along tomorrow, it would just, I would, it would go completely in a different direction yeah, my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I get, I get offered quite a lot of sort of stuff with sort of, um, East end accents. Yeah. And, um, sort of, uh, quite just like British. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gangstery yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I'd much rather Wes Anderson called me and yeah. asked me to be in, uh, something, but, um, but as a, as a director and a writer, um, I think what I'm doing now will eventually turn into a TV show. Yeah, great for sure. Um, but it's I, th- I I coming from music, you know. You speak to actors. Actors are like they get all the money, right? They get all the girls or whatever, you know. Not all the girls. Yeah. Um, they certainly get all the money, right? But they don't have any freedom. I mean, literally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they 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 do um, become exec producers on projects, but really, and and having sort of been involved myself, once the thing's going, you know, really it's run by the second AD, not even the director, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's just this big machine, and it just has to keep going, and you know, you have to tell the lampies you know, the lighting guys, where they're going to be. And, and if you change that, you're, it's yeah. a really, you're really it's fucking... It's unstoppable miss. once you, it you, starts you have to, rolling. You, as a director, you have to choose maybe one or two arguments to have yeah. in the day to change change course on. Yeah, yeah. But generally, it's a ship that's sailing and you, you, there's, there's not this like this idea of the director being like, well, maybe I want to put that over there actually and maybe we should move over there. It's like... There's fucking 30 people that have just set that up. Yeah. And we've got to shoot the next scene in half an hour. Yeah. So we've got 12 minutes to shoot this. Are we going to move all the furniture over there and the cameras, yeah. you know, because you like it? No, we haven't got time. So um, as, a, as a musician, if you speak to an actor, they're like, yeah, but, you know, and this is why Johnny Depp always wanted to be a guitarist. You know, yeah. it's like musicians have the freedom. Yeah. We yeah, really yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. do what the fuck we like. Yeah. I mean, you, you you can go go away now and put what the hell you want on your SoundCloud. Yeah. Maybe that's a bad thing, actually, yeah. you know. um. But you can do what the fuck you like. Yeah. You might not be as rich There's as... There's not a um, team
0: and, and not anyone to answer. It's, it's what I yeah. like about the podcasting thing is yeah. that I've not got... I don't have to clear this with anyone. No. It's done and then it's, it's there. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah, and, and I think actually films aren't film. changing anytime
1: no. soon. But music has got more and more... Uh, independent more yeah. and more you call it lonely you call it um you know uh it's i mean we are so um we are more and more now we are our own universe yeah uh, and and film isn't changing anytime soon That's because because you still have to have a load of people in a room in a costume yeah. with lights pointed at them there's a guy called john so they can do all that in a computer
0: yeah there's a guy called John Drever or Drever. I always get names wrong. Who's trying to kind of put together more of a system in in independent film, mm. particularly in the UK, to mm. have that accessibility or that 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 distribution and being able to get out there because yeah. that's that's the thing I think that that restricts a, a restricts a film from developing. Yeah. Because in general, you need to be in a big production. I think and you needs know. to have a
1: yeah. Pe- pe- I think. What what always I guess what's popular, right, is like a, a big sound and a big look. Like mm. that's always gonna be whatever big is, um, that's always gonna be popular with yeah. people. But music, you know, you can create a big sound in a computer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't of course.
1: create a big film in yeah. a computer. I mean maybe in animation, but like um you know people are going to want to see you know you, you know boardwalk empire you know um i don't know. i mean well, we're talking about tv now but it's the same thing to me it's just yeah. longer No, i agree completely but, but um you just you know you no know, f- until they can actually put all the characters into a computer yeah. and 3d um model them i mean i mean we're
0: kind of at the end but it just it just just makes me think there of someone that's been Confusing me recently. Just, I was talking to someone about uh, the Oscars and 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 Gravity. I won Best Cinematography. Yeah, and see the behind the scenes, and it was literally all green screen. Yeah, it was the two, or even just the heads of of the people. Yeah, you know, it's getting closer to that world where it can all be kind of put in the screen, but not in a in the most free and uh, exciting way. Um, so where can people kind of keep up to date? You've said you're well, on Twitter yeah, I mean, or off I'm Facebook. My, my, yeah, I'm,
1: so I'm in my YouTube. Um, oh, of I'm, course. I'm sort of putting stuff up on there. And and then and we do a club night called Tonga yep. every month in uh, London. It's at the waiting room at the moment in Stoke Newington. Yeah. And I'm DJing a lot, generally. And cool. just sort of being free. That's
0: perfect. I'm going to have to... <laughs> End this and then tr- I try and conv- convince you to-, to come down and DJ at my club night. So uh, <laughs> we'll get onto that off air. But yeah, thank you very much for chatting, man. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Free. Freedom. Damn right. For all. You've been listening to Scooby's picks: The Scrushed Pieces.
0: You go. How enjoyable was that? I kind of it was a weird one because I kind of cut Mike off half half sentence at the end, a, a mid a sentence as well as starting mid sentence at the start. So that's probably a whole sentence if you add it up that's been missed. So apologies to Mike for that, but huge thanks for coming on the show um, and chatting. That was great to have him to sit down with someone who was so influential on the scene. Um, yeah, and just a great mind and big part of the UK hip hop scene. Thank you for tuning in. You want to know our next week's guest, don't you? But um, next week's t- double guest means... Even more reason to subscribe because basically we're doing two next week, so it won't just be on Wednesday. There'll be another day and I'm not gonna tell you when that other day is. Um but if you subscribe, it will just appear on your phone. So if you subscribe and have your phone set up to download automatically, whether that's through iTunes or Acast, it really helps us out. It genuinely supports the show, helps us with sponsors, helps us with numbers, helps us climb the charts to get more attention, hopefully. Um so yeah, that's cool. If you subscribe, that'd be great. I'll tell you next week's guest after I forgot. I'm doing this thing now where if you enjoyed the, uh, this episode, you might enjoy. So with, uh, with this one, I'd probably recommend the Kate Tempest podcast and the Riz MC podcast or Riz Ahmed. Um, what else? Uh, uh, maybe Sage Francis will be be Dolan on the independent hip hop kind of tip um but yeah check them out but next week's two guests i'm going to tell you both of them but i'm not going to tell you who is coming when next week because we're turning 21 we've got frank turner again a lot of you have requested the awesome frank turner but that isn't enough we've also got a genuine bona fide living legend in mr billy bragg So, yeah, you're probably jumping about in excitement now. Please contain yourself. But, yeah, next week, two guests as we turn 21 and then 22 pretty quickly after. Frank Turner and Billy Bragg on the Distraction Pieces podcast. See you next week.